Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Who Play with Sean and Sean podcast. I'm your host, Sean Taylor Jr. And I'm your host, Sean Taylor Sr. Coming to you on this beautiful Sunday evening, Yay. November 17th. <laughs> Yo, so we were off for a couple weeks. Had a uh, tough little go in Spanish class for Sean Jr. Sean Sr. had uh, a lot of work piled up at work. So we had to take some time off, but we're Bizak, right? Yes, sir. Guess who's Bizak? Like Scarface and Jay Z. That's a, a old head reference, way above Sean Jr.'s head. Oh. I have to introduce him to that later. Okay. Yo, so let's get right into it. What was the big news of the day just a few days ago, Sean? Well, you know, Carmelo Anthony and him signing a non guaranteed contract with Portland. Oh, wow. Which is similar to a. The white the, the um contract Dwight Howard signed um with the Lakers. I didn't even know this was a thing. I didn't even know Dwight Howard had signed this. Right. This like same contract, kind of. But I mean, now I know. So it's working out for Dwight though. Yeah. Dwight's really playing is. great in L. A. He's really embraced that role of saying, you know, what, I'm gonna be joyful and play really hard, and uh. This is LeBron's team and AD's team. Obviously, that didn't need to be said, but he's come out and fully embraced that, and I think he's playing great. He's actually, um, you know, early on six-man-of-the-year candidate, I think. Yeah. So, especially after the last few years mm-hmm. with the Wizards, Hornets didn't do too much. So, yeah. anyways, Melo, he signs with Portland, yeah. right? Portland's off to a terrible start. They're 5-8, and eight, Yeah. I think 12th in the West. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dame Dollars playing pretty good. CJ, not so much. He's struggling. He's shooting uh, pretty low as far as his percentage. Yeah. Only averaging right around 20 points. So do you think that Melo to the Blazers is a good thing, bad thing, or does it move the needle at all? Uh, I, I would honestly say that it's a bad thing because – Oh, man. We Okay, so we've seen, you know, these last couple of years where it's like last few years in New York – you're in OKC, and then um, in Houston, like, he just kind of was not good for those teams, and right. he didn't help those teams. He actually kind of made them worse. Oh, wow. It made so, them worse? Yeah, he shoots too much, and he tries to do do too much. Oh, man. And he's, he hasn't said anything about him kind of playing, like, the veteran role mm-hmm. and kind of, like, stepping back a little. No, he... I think he's gonna keep doing the same thing. Right. I don't, I don't really trust that he's he's gonna stop. You don't trust Mello, six man Mello. No, I don't. Tr- <laughs> I don't trust six man Mello. Just it, it it's just like you you can't you can't ever you after these last couple of years you can't really trust him because like he's you know like after Houston kind of waved him, um he was like oh I've already you know kind of like taking a big step down you mm-hmm. know you know with y'all not giving me like as much minutes or like saying that I can come off the bench so I think he just wants to play the same way and show that he's still like an all-star in his mind in his yeah. mind yeah even though he's I mean he's just older you know right well this, so. he's like LeBron in that this is going to be year 17 for him even though last year was kind of a short seat not kind of it was a short year because like you said, the Rockets waived him after 10 games. Yeah. But all the reports say that Melo is coming off the bench and that he's going to play more of that stretch four role so he won't really be on the wing as much. 
He'll be like yeah. a pick and pop type guy. Mm-hmm. So I would think that after being out of the league for so long, that excuse me, almost exactly a year, that he would really make the most of this opportunity. And because he's from Maryland, I'm I'm gonna give him the benefit of the oh. doubt, right? I didn't know that. Right. <laughs> you didn't know Melo was from Maryland? Nah, uh, only people I could really think of off the top of my head were KD and Markel. Markel Flores, okay. All right, those are two two more recent guys. Yeah. Um, obviously, KD is a superstar, so he sticks out. Um, yeah. So I know before there were reports, or in the summertime there were reports, that Melo wanted a farewell tour, similar to what Kobe received, what mm-hmm. D-Wade received, Dirk, right? Well, LeBron's probably going to receive. Well, LeBron would definitely receive. Yeah. So does he deserve a farewell tour in your mind? No. I'm oh, not. my God. Come on, man. If I'm being honest, do you think he does? Uh, <laughs> you turned it right back on me. Yeah. Um. Again, I'm a little biased because he's a, a fellow Marylander. Um, ooh. So, I guess I would say no as well. And the only reason I'll say no is because he's never won a championship. Yeah, Melo's never even made it to the NBA Finals. Wow, that is very that's that's pretty damning right there. Which is you know just another thing you can really look at and just be like, wow, like Carmelo Anthony, and he shoots so many shots and everything. <laughs> um, for, but he's made a lot of his, shots too. Yeah, for his whole career, and has never made the finals with any team that he's been on. Right. The old Knicks. The old Denver Nuggets. Right. Now, you know, to like to kind of help him out, those teams were all right. Right. It's they just weren't Mello. great. Yeah, Melo made them a lot better. Right. And, you know, so I could kind of see why he's never been to the finals, especially when he had to deal with um, players and teams like Kobe and the mm-hmm. Lakers, mm-hmm. LeBron and the Heat. Right. Um. So, I mean... That I mean, that's kind of like, you know, that kind of like, I'm going to lay back on him on that a little right. bit. But then, like, you know, he's never, I, I don't think he's ever been an MVP, MVP candidate. Mm, maybe a candidate, but he's never won, obviously. Yeah, he's never won. Right. But, you know, so. Um, okay. Yeah. And, and plus, players that get farewell, like farewell tours, usually are, like, good for, like, the majority of their career, like the like absolute majority of their career. So like LeBron, how he's still good in year like seventeen. Right. Yeah, like like something like that. And Melo is kinda just taking a step back over these last couple of years. Right. So I mean So you say that he's not you don't think he deserves one. Will he get one? No. I don't think, no, I, I, oh my I don't gosh. think so, especially with how, you know, things are going with Melo right now and how his luck has kind of been out recently these last couple years yeah I I, I wouldn't say he's gonna get one or deserves one oh wow okay and as much as it pains me to say it I can't really say that he deserves one um but maybe he'll get one. And again, I'm biased because of the whole Maryland connection. Mm. Uh, but he is a career 24-7 and seven dude, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like his numbers are shabby at all. He has very, very good numbers. I do think he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, but the farewell tour, again, I think is kind of reserved for, for champions. 
And yeah. with him never having won a championship, it's going to be kind of hard to justify that. Uh, so we, we talk about uh, farewell tours, and you said LeBron, obviously he's going to get one of those, right? Yeah. It doesn't look like he's going to get one anytime soon because right now we are witnessing locked-in LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> like we talked about six-man mellow. We're going to go ahead with the alliterations, locked-in LeBron. Your boy... Your boy, LeBron, who you love, right, is killing right now. Yes. He is looking incredible, um, including a just totally vicious dunk that he had the other night against the Kings, where he just went straight down the lane and just dunked so bad. I I don't even know who that was. Uh, I I didn't see that. I saw, like, there was something for a video about that, but I didn't see You didn't click on it? Man. No, I just saw the Anthony Davis block. Okay, yes. Anthony Davis was actually leading the league in blocks. But LeBron goes down the lane, and the five-man for Sacramento steps up to take a charge, and LeBron just straight post-rise him. It was, it was terrible, terrible uh, and glorious all at the same time. I'm about to see that. Yeah, you, we'll, we'll have to look it up after we finish recording this episode. Play of the week. But he's in year 17. The Lakers are first in the West and currently on a three-game winning streak. Yes, sir. LeBron has played in and started in all 12 games and is playing 35 minutes per game. 35 only. Right. Well, I mean, that's still that's a, a high amount for being in year 17, right? Yeah, but then when you take it, like, he's averaging, like, what, like 23 points and, like, 11 assists. Right. He's leading the league in assists by a full two assists. Full two. He's at 11.1. Luka Doncic is at 9.1. And yes. what's really, really impressive to me is that LeBron's assist-to-turnover ratio is over 3-1. to one. That's the true mark of someone who's facilitating at a high level. Yeah. Okay? Can he keep up this pace and, and be objective about it? Objective. Right? I know you, it would be easy for you to be opinionated and subjective because you love LeBron. But try to be as clear-cut and objective as possible. Can he keep up this pace? Okay, so I would say... Yes, there is definitely a a big possibility that he could keep up this pace. Mm-hmm. Um, reason I say that is because he's probably not gonna get injured again. That that thing that happened last year was it, that that's rare for LeBron. He is not an injury prone dude. If we're talking about injury prone for the Lakers, maybe like lean towards more so. Not no shade thrown to this guy, but Anthony Davis. Right. And you know he's. Who just missed a couple games with a shoulder, right? Yeah, but, you know, we want to get him rested and everything. So, LeBron, I think he's – I honestly think he's he's probably going to keep up something. If not – if not – if he does not keep up this pace, then I think he's going to keep something very close to this pace. Okay. You know, um, because, you know, he's got someone like AD who is just a pick-and-pop, you know – like machine, like right. you know, you and know. a pick and dive because he, yeah, he dives dive. the the bucket hard too. Yeah, he like you can throw him about any pass to the rim, any alley oop, right? And he will just catch it and just finish ferociously, right? Ferociously, just, finish ferociously. More alliteration, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, he can definitely keep something like this up. Um, the assists. If if we're talking about the assists, then. You know, hopefully he can stay in double digits by the end of the season. It'll be like, oh my gosh. Right. Um. You know, but the points. You know, I think he'll be able to keep something close to that up. But you know, there there was a like I think it was like last week against the Raptors. He had 
only 13 points, but, like, I think 15 assists and 13 rebounds. Yeah, he had the triple-double. Yeah, he had the triple-double. So then there's, like, when the points per game can drop. But, you know, as it, like for his overall performance, I, I think LeBron could still be, you know, dominant. Right. Dominating like he is now. Okay. You know. So if locked in LeBron keeps up this pace. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And the Lakers end up in first place in the West. Yeah. Maybe even first place in the league, but definitely first place in the West. Probably in the league. Is he the clear-cut MVP winner? That's tough. Um, I would say probably not. Probably not the clear-cut. Whoa, okay. Because we're seeing some dudes that are just, they've been dominant. Okay, so like who? Who would like, who would be in that discussion as well? Um, well he he's very young, yes, but I would say a little bit of Trey Young. Trey oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> Trey Young, he's like, he's, he's bombing coming, thirty footers, right? Yeah, he's bombing thirty footers. Right. He just had a career high the other night, forty two points. Right. You know, I don't know if he'll be able to keep that up. I don't think he will, but you know, I you know, he, he he's he's dominant now. His team is not looking very good. No. Hopefully they can pick up the pace and make it to like seventh or eighth seed in the playoffs. But right. as of right now, probably like not. And then we we all know how the league can sometimes be looking at numbers and stuff. You know, it's either the league is gonna favor a player a lot or they're just gonna look at like like numbers, I feel like. Like so, like sometimes I feel like the league m may look at numbers a little too much. So like Harden is averaging like a whole bunch of points. Right. He, I I wouldn't say he should win it, and I'd say LeBron would still win. But it's just right now, just there's just a lot of dudes that are being dominant. Like even like Luca, Luca's averaging almost like thirty and almost ten assists. Right. So yeah, I wouldn't say he's the clear cut. Right. But I'd say he's probably. You know, the in the lead of okay. that award but, right now. But like you brought up Trey Young, right now the Hawks are. I don't even think they're in the playoff contention for the East. Right, they're oh. in like tenth or eleventh, maybe even twelfth seed. Right. Yep. You you gotta win in order to be MVP. Your True. team has to be like top four or five. Um, yeah. You know, maybe you're a, a number eight seed. I, I can't remember where. OKC was when Westbrook won it that one year, but he averaged a triple-double. So that was a, a, a kind of an outlier. But Trey Young is playing well. I just don't think that Atlanta is going to have the team success necessary to push him over the top to win that, that MVP. Um, I do like Luka. His team is playing pretty well. Uh, I like Siakam a lot in the way that he's playing. Mm -hmm. Kawhi, when he actually plays and isn't on load management, load, load management, load. Uh, but LeBron looks great. I'm I'm really pleasantly surprised. Um, not that I should have been, because uh, I know he spends like a million dollars a year on his body, and yeah. he just takes such good care of himself. Mm -hmm. But in year 17, to do what he's doing and have the Lakers playing as well as they're playing, I'm thoroughly impressed. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, speaking of Siakam, what what do you think? Is it time to say that Siakam is a bona fide superstar? He's killing that, this year. That okay, so I wouldn't say not yet. Oh, I my say goodness, you're tough today, when man. We, when we get further into the season, okay, because we all know 
like how this can be like sometimes like sometimes they can just be killing at the beginning of the, at the beginning of the season right like and then just you know completely fall off like so like like Atlanta they were they were killing beginning of the season but that I was for like were, three games that was though, man. That, yeah that's three games <laughs> and then you know they just fell off so it, it might have just happened a little earlier for the Hawks maybe <laughs> maybe it's gonna it, it's just gonna take time for him to like kind of cool off Siakam right but Hopefully he's been not. hot for a minute though Sean like it's only it's only 10 games it's only right, the first 10 games but but he's the reigning most improved player of the year yeah he's a reigning champion and in game one of the finals he had like 36 last year so he's proven that he can score and perform at the highest levels and right now he's averaging career highs of 27 9 and 4. You know, you you raise a pretty good point. <laughs> like he's he's been on the tear for a while now. Yeah. Um superstar? <laughs> you're just you're hesitant to use the superstar label. Why? We'll, Why? We'll, we'll we'll put him as like high all-star. <laughs> oh my goodness, so like all-star. perennial all-star. Perennial all-star. <laughs> but not a superstar? Yeah, it it like if if he can like really like keep this going for, I'll give him like five more games. If he can five keep more this games. Go, going for like five more games. Right. Then you'll stamp him. Yes. I'll That's hilarious. Him. Look, and he just recently won Player of the Week. I know he did. So but. I mean, he's just on a on a on a serious tear. And and I was looking this up earlier. As a rookie, he signed a four-year, six-million-dollar deal. Yeah. Last month, he signed a four-year, $130 million extension with no player or team extensions. I'm sorry, options, which means that they're locked in on him, right? And he's yeah. locked in. He's committed to them as well. But yeah. to go from four years, $6 million, to four years, $130 million, yeah. that come up is serious, <laughs> super serious, yeah, right? It's $124 million. Right, <laughs> right. So, I mean, again... Reigning most improved player of the, of the year, yeah. uh, reigning player of the week, and he could almost get most improved player of the year this year if he keeps this up. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, that I mean that would really be tough. Right. But you know, you raise a lot of good points. Like I said, you don't like th- five to like three more games, and if he keeps this up, then. Yeah, I will. I will stamp him. Okay, well, a hey, bona fide superstar. Bona fide superstar, Pascal. If you're listening, man, if you're listening to the hoop life with Sean and Sean, I need you to cook for these next five games so little Sean will stamp you. Hey, I'm not hating on Pascal. I like Pascal. <laughs> I, I like I like his game. Uh-huh. You know, it's just like I I feel like it just takes a little bit of time for me to say it because right. it's just like just this year. I, I mean, critical. just this last year. Uh-huh. Um, is when I actually like knew who he was. Right. Pascal Siakam. Right. That's no shade to him. Right, right. But like I did not know who he was. Right. When, <laughs> right. And and DeMar DeRozan's last year there. Yeah. So yeah, I mean he's just kinda now rising up. Right. And, you know, he obviously was a big role in the Raptors um championship win. Right. Against the Warriors last year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I mean Well, he came out of nowhere too. Yeah, he came out of, where was it, New Mexico State. Yeah. Um, he was a surprise 
late first round pick, I think number 27. Mm -hmm. um, and he's just very understated, right? He just kind of like goes about his business. Kind of like another former Raptor, Kawhi Leonard, right? Yeah. And I think it was BJ Armstrong that uh, brought this up in the Pure Hoops podcast. Shout out to the NBA champion and former Chicago Bull, BJ Armstrong. Yeah. But he was saying Pascal Siakam was practicing and probably guarding Kawhi Leonard every day. Like he was practicing against him and guarding him every day mm -hmm. and being guarded by him every day. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, a similar effect to the Pippen and Jordan thing. Where mm -hmm. like Pippen was good coming out of college, but he got better because he was playing against Jordan all the time. Mm -hmm. So he made him better. Do you think that maybe Kawhi did that same thing for Pascal? Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean that that basically is the exact same thing. Right. That I'm that I'm hearing. So I mean, I guess like, I guess Kawhi is basically like. Not not at his skill level, not at Jordan's skill level, but like is the Jordan in the situation? Right. I mean, Col Col I mean Pascal is the Pippin. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I guess I I don't know. I mean, Pascal's gonna be be like really good, mm -hmm. like turn out to be like really good, and plus he's really young yeah. too, just like Pippin. So like just like how Pippin was when he started rising up. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, me, yeah, that's a good point. I like Pascal a lot, man. Yeah, shout he's out long. to he's long, yeah, he's he's almost like he's not he doesn't play like AD, but like he's like he's kind of like him, yeah, and almost in a way because he's just like long and very strong, skilled. very skilled, too. yeah, very skilled, and he has a little jumper, too, so. right? Yeah, I, I like Pascal a lot, and uh. Shout out to Kyle Lowry and Van Vliet and all those other yeah. champions, Ibaka, that are, you know, have the Raptors playing great right now. Yeah. Uh, I think they're like 7-4. And, and shout yeah. out to Nick Nurse. He's yeah. got to get some consideration for Coach of the Year this year yeah. if they keep this up, right? Yeah, and, and Van Vliet especially because he also is another dude that came from nowhere. Right. If I'm being honest. So, right. I mean, you know, that, I mean, that's great for them. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. I think it was uh the homie Matt Phipps or someone on that on, on my text thread that said Van Fleet looks like uh a barber. <laughs> like the barber that every every barbershop has a guy that looks like Van Fleet is basically what he was saying. <laughs> and I was like, yo, that's so true. Like yeah, yeah. the shape up and everything. Like <laughs> yeah. it's kinda of funny. Yeah. Um so we talk about coming out of nowhere. Coming into the season, everyone was talking about Zion. And RJ, Zion and RJ, yes. right? Those are supposed to be the two big stars to, to look for. RJ is had a pretty solid start, but the Knicks are awful and embroiled in drama yeah. as usual, right? Like throwing their, their coach and everybody under the bus. Um, and obviously yeah. Zion hasn't played due to his knee injury. But two people who really have stepped up have been number two pick, uh, Ja Morant. Yeah. And Kobe White, two guards. Yeah. What do you make? Let, let's start with Ja Morant. What do you make of his play so far? I mean, he's, I mean, I, I just seen him play the other night. He's playing really, like, he's playing outstanding. Right. For a rookie. And, you know, like y'all um, y'all said the other night, you and um, my brother Kai, um, the, you know, he, he could, 
you know, be the rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. And in y'all's eyes, he is. Yeah, he was my yeah. early pick for rookie of the year. The, yeah, before he, the season, that's who I picked. Yeah, he was the rookie of the year. Before the season, it, for me, it was Zion because mm-hmm. he was just, you know, dominating the preseason. Right. But now I'm kind of leaning towards Ja more. But, you know, I'm going to have to see when Zion comes back because, like, he, like no one can really guard him yeah. going to the basket because he's, he's just he's quick. Yeah, he's quick and just yeah. too big, man. Right. But well, he's not even that big because like he's not as big as like a Westbrook, but he's long. Yeah, and he's sneaky, explosive too. Like he'll try. He's trying to dunk on a couple people. Where I was like, man, I don't know what you're doing right now. You try to like, you know, really kill someone. Yeah, you talking about Jaw, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's. Jaw is quick, crafty, can pass. Mm-hmm. Crafty, that's true. You know, can dribble, can um shoot. Right. Can get to the can get to the rim, just everything. He's got like the whole package. He can switch lane. He can like switch lanes on, on the dribble. So if he's going right, he can just hit someone with a quick behind the back move, mm-hmm. and you know could either pull up or just you know go to the rim. Right. And you know be like super explosive. Right. You know so. Or or you can even dump it off. It, right. He's got like the whole package. Yeah, he's so. a very complete player, and his yeah. vision is elite. It he's is. an elite elite passer. Um, in the same vein as like a, I don't want to compare him to like a Steve Nash or a Chris Paul, but yeah. guys that really really drop hot fire dimes. Yeah. Um, Ja can do that. And I love just the whole fire that he plays with. Yeah. He plays with kind of like a a savvy swagger, so to speak, where he's just like, I'm the best player on the court. Um, I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to get to wherever I want to go. And we saw him last week out-duel Kyrie. Kyrie had 37, but Ja had 30, including like 17 in the fourth. Um, He had a game-tying layup in regulation, and he blocked Kyrie's shot on the final possession of regulation. Um, So there was that game that they ended up winning against Brooklyn. He had a game-winning layup against Charlotte. You yeah, know, Josh, that that was tough. That did was you see super. It? I did see that. Yeah, he drove to the rim hard and laid it up with the left. Yeah, he reversed like, it. Yeah, with like you know three, four people around him. Yeah, and he's from uh, South Carolina, so to be in North Carolina and do that was uh, in front of his friends and family. I know it was a big deal for him. Um, so that that was huge. And then the other night playing against Mike Conley, yeah. the the Memphis. Uh, gold standard of point guards. Yeah, he went at him. He went at Mike Conley's neck and like yeah. was giving him a lot of problems. Even though Josh started off shooting kind of slow, he picked it up and they got the win. I think yeah. they currently won like three in a row. Um, yeah. And the the play where he went at Emmanuel Moutier. Yeah. And he was like Emmanuel Moutier is like a bigger guard. Josh cleared the lane out. Ended up like doing a blow by spin move and hitting a little teardrop on Moutier and put his hand down to the ground like to say he's too little. So yeah. I'm like, he's just playing with a tremendous amount of confidence. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I like how, how Memphis looks early in the season. Yeah. Um, I, I like how they look, too. Um, I definitely think that they can pick it up, pick it up, um, you know, get, you know, on a better roll and make it near the playoffs mm-hmm. like clo- or, like, closer than people thought they were. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, they can definitely look – a lot better than a lot of people thought they were going to look after Mike Conley left. Right. So, um, I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. And hopefully, you know, Ja can just keep improving, getting better, and they can build 
a team around him. And, you know, in a couple of years, Memphis could be, you know, in the talks for a championship contender. Right. So. Yeah, and they've yeah. got another rookie, the kid Clark. That yeah, plays Brandon at, Clark. Brandon Clark, he's good, too. He's yeah. shooting a high percentage. He's long, athletic. Yeah. Um, yeah, but before we get into any other notable rookies, let's go back to Kobe White. Yeah. Because Kobe White is another guy who's playing with a lot of confidence right now. Seven threes <laughs> in the fourth quarter. Yes. That's at least 21 points. I think he had somewhere around like 23 or 25. Right. Um. But, yeah, no way. He had 27. Yeah, yeah, 27 yeah. for the game. But like you said, seven threes in the fourth quarter. And that was against who? That was against the Knicks, against R.J. Barrett and the Knicks. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. So he went off. And he was in a, a shooting slump. And his coach from college, Roy Williams, actually came to that Knicks game. And I think before the game, told him just, hey, calm down, play your game and all that. And yeah. he exploded. So, yeah, you were the one that told me about that, too, because I fell asleep early that night. Yeah. And you woke me up the next day like, Dad, did you see Kobe White? And then I was like, man, I got to look that up. Yeah, I mean, it was it, – it it was crazy. It's not like he was knocking down like, like real like tough shots. He had one like real tough shot. I was like, oh man, he had like stepped back and shot like a tw- a deep twenty five plus footer, mm-hmm. and um it, it, yeah. So I mean, it was it, you know, it was really a good night for him. Right, um, so, I would say so. So yeah, and then after the game, you know, they had the thing where it's like his coach came up to him. You know, and just told him that he, he was doing a good job. Right. And everything. Right. And, you know, so, I mean, I'm I'm glad that that happened for Kobe. Right. And then the next game, he followed it up with a six three-point performance. Yeah. Right? Against the Bucks. Yeah. And so, he set a rookie record for making 13 threes in two games. Yeah. So, and I don't know that he was really known as a shooter coming out of college. He was more so, like, a speed guy. Yeah. Really good passer. Kind, kind, he was kind of almost everything. Yeah, he, he was. He was a, a pretty versatile player. Yeah. But to be shooting this well in the last few games, I don't know if anyone other than Kobe White saw that coming. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that... I, I don't really know what to say, man. I All I can really say is, you know, Kobe, keep doing your thing, man. Become the next Kobe, I guess. <laughs> the next Kobe Bryant? Uh-huh. Kobe White to Kobe Bryant? If he wants to. Oh, Kobe Bryant to Kobe White? That I mean, that's a, a tall order, I would say. Yeah. Um, But I like the way that he's playing. He's playing with a lot of confidence. He's also um, a bigger guard. Mm-hmm. 6'5", Right, 6'5", explosive like Ja. Yeah. Not as explosive, but he's explosive. And yeah. I like the way he competes. Yeah. Even though the Bulls are just awful. Yeah. Um, but I like the way that Kobe White competes a lot. He's been a pleasant surprise. And plus he's strong like all around. Like yeah, he's he got is. like like if you look at his legs, like yeah. his legs are just strong yeah. all around. Yeah. Pure muscle. Right, right. And he's got big hair. Right, and he's got big hair. <laughs> yeah. Unlike Sean Senior, just like Sean Junior, right? Big yeah. hair. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um the guy, the kid Pascal from Golden State is another rookie who's playing well. He's super strong as well. Yeah. He's just like, his shoulders are crazy. Yeah, and I mean, it's good that he's coming back this season because, well, not not really coming back. I think he I think he might have, you know, went maybe undrafted. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know if he did or not, but I had heard something like he, not, not trying to make fun of him at all, just he had like maybe weight problems mm-hmm. or something and he was kind of overweight. So he had a... You know, kind of, you know, just drop some pounds a little bit. Right, right. So, I mean, 
I mean, that's, that's, that's good that he's coming back and, you know, is kind of killing it for a team that, you know, was supposed to be the best team ever. Right, <laughs> right. You know, but we kind of saw how that went and how it's kind of still going now. Right, right. So, I mean, yeah, that's good for him. Yeah, so, he's playing well. Yeah. And then uh, out here in D.C., Rui Achimura, he's playing well. Yeah, right. I mean, he, I the game we went to, he was he was playing really good. He was, yeah. He's a high energy, high motor guy. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have the most refined skill set, but he plays hard every single night. And yeah. like I told you guys earlier in the game uh, that we played today, playing hard is a skill. Like yeah. bringing tenacity and toughness, that's a skill. Yeah. That people like Draymond Green have capitalized on. Dennis Rodman, Roy Achimura. So, yeah. um, I don't think he's ever going to be a 20, 30 point per game score, but no. he's going to bring it every night. And that's the type of guy you want in your organization if you're if you're trying to win a championship. Yeah. So, I like what he's doing. Those uh, those five rookies, because we mentioned Clark earlier. Yeah. Um, in addition to the two guards we mentioned, I think is a, a pretty tough five. But Definitely. we'll see when Zion comes back too, though. Yeah, Zion, yeah. man. I see him play. He just... He 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 looked unstoppable. I'm right. not even gonna lie. Yeah. He just like a battering ram of a basketball player. Yeah, right? getting anything he wants. Yeah. So he's tough, so hopefully he comes back healthy and hopefully he comes back soon. Yeah. Um so last week we also saw Dion Waiters suspended ten games for eating edible gummies that were allegedly given to him by his teammate. So yeah. you have that unfortunate incident and then DeAndre Ayton, John Collins, both suspended 25 games for violating the league's substance abuse policy. Yeah. Three examples right there so early in the season. Yeah. So is the league's policy too strict or are players just being irresponsible? Um, I mean, prob- it, it, I, I think it's just that they're being irresponsible. Right. If I'm being honest, the, the league, you never heard – of players having any issues with the league's drug policy or anything like that, or substance policy, whatever you want to call like it. Like them complaining about it, you mean? Yeah, you never, you never heard anything about that. I mean, I mean, usually when you get suspended, when NBA players get suspended for stuff like that, you know, they know that they deserved it. Right. And, you know, they just messed up, and they got to, you know, you know, just kind of, like, like, focus their mind, mm-hmm. and, you know, just, like, you know, get get back on the right track. You know, and it, it it's just a screw up. It's just a it's right. just a screw up, and you know, hopefully those players can just get back in the right state of mind. Right. Yeah, I think that uh, and I need to really do my research and see exactly what the policy is, but I'm sure that the policy is clearly communicated to each of the players, yeah. and so they shouldn't be doing things to uh, even come close to crossing that threshold. And so, especially, like, in the case of Dion Waiters, it's like, if someone gave you an edible, like, yeah. why would you take that if you don't know what it is? And if you do know what it is, then why would you take it as well? Yeah. Knowing that that's going to violate the league's substance abuse policy. So, yeah. hopefully, like you said, some of these guys that have received these suspensions can take some time out to self-reflect and come back more focused. I'm curious to see who the, te- who the teammate was that gave it to him. Right. Well, he's not talking right now. He's on the no snitching thing. So, he's not... Uh-huh. I don't think Deion Waiters is ever going to say that. He's a pretty tough-nosed dude, so yeah. I don't think he's going to come forth with that information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you talking about, I'm interested to see who it was. You're trying to see who the culprit was. Hopefully huh? not Jimmy. 
Not Jimmy Butler. Why Jimmy Butler? Because he's like their star, man. Right, right. He's going to get Dwayne Wade back in the league. He's going to get Dwayne Wade back in the league? Yeah, you didn't see his his tweets before the season. No way. Dwayne Wade's done, man. No, Dwayne Wade is still... He he can still play, man. He can play, but he's done. Nah, he's he's finished living the NBA life. No, nah, man. He he he's at a hundred right now. He's at a hundred. Yeah. yeah, but he's at year seventeen. So Born you're his best life. You're you're a hundred at year seventeen is way different than your hundred at year seven, right? Yeah. Everything's not firing the same way. But he found his confidence again. <laughs> he found his confidence again. That's funny. So before we close it out, you talking about confidence? That's a perfect segue. To talk about Uncle Trey's boy, James Harden. James Hard-Headed Harden. You, now, you mentioned him earlier about him averaging a bunch of points. He's currently averaging 39 points a game. And Houston has climbed up to be second in the West. Jeez. Now, <laughs> right. Now, I had given him, not my donkey of the day, shout out to Charlemagne, but I had said that he was my loser of the week. Um... I think I picked James Harden. Yeah, in the last, did I did James in the last episode, right? Yeah. Um, but despite how I may feel about the way that he goes about getting his buckets, I have to say at least over this last two, three weeks, he has been very, very historically effective, yeah. right? And if he averages 39 points a game and keeps up this pace for the rest of the season, that will be the most points per game since, like, Wilt Chamberlain back in the 50s or 60s. Because I know Jordan averaged 37 back in the late 80s. Why does it have but, to be hard, right? Like, so seriously. But, but can he do it, though? Can he Can he keep this up? No. He's shooting bad percentages, but he's still getting buckets because he's getting to the line and he's making a lot of threes. No, you can't shoot bad percentages for the whole season. Right. <laughs> and continue this 40 points per game type of streak. Yeah. No. It, if he does, then... I, I don't know what the leaks become. Right, right. Like, seriously. Like, please. Well, I heard a commentator say the other night that he is, if he's not the most prolific or best offensive uh, player in the history of the league, he's certainly the most unique. And yeah, I can def- see that. De- definitely. I, like, there's definitely, no right? question. There's nobody <laughs> that you can remember. You can't. You can't go and research that. You can't go and look in the, like the books if you want. You can't look at today's NBA. Right. Nothing. Right, right. And you won't see a player like James Harden. Right. M- maybe a little bit of Doncic because he, you know, yeah. he's got that step back. Right. And I can sometimes see that. he travels. I seen him do a double step back the other right. day, but you know, I feel like more players are kind of doing that a little bit. Right. Yeah. And even even LeBron sometimes does that, but you know, it's it's a little more rare. But you know. Right. Harden just, you know, then, then he's got a whole bunch of other things. Yeah, he's got a lot of tricks in the bag. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I would say that, he, I don't know that I would say he's the most unique, but he's definitely one of the most unique. Yeah, because exactly. when I think of most unique, I'm thinking about someone like Shaq, right? Mm-hmm. Who is just, you know, I, I haven't seen another player like Shaq since Shaq. Uh, before Shaq, maybe maybe Will Chamberlain, but even then, just Hakeem. not not as powerful. Hakeem, somewhat, but as crazy as this may sound, Hakeem and Jordan play very similar to me from the block, at least. Mm. And on the defensive side, their lateral quickness, ability to get steals and blocks is kind of similar. Yeah. Um, but he's definitely one of the most gifted players. But I would say Shaq 
Uh, Iverson also strikes me as someone who is very, very unique. Definitely. At being so short with those long arms and explosiveness. Isaiah Thomas? Um, Isaiah Thomas, yeah. I could I could kind of see that. But I would I would say Chris Paul is kind of similar to him. He, he kind of plays like you. Who? Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah, hold on. Which Isaiah Thomas? The older one or the newer one? The newer one? Yeah. We do kind of play similar. He's obviously much better. But guys who can shoot off the dribble... Um, not lightning quick. Well, I, I was pretty quick. Yeah, but... y'all just dribble to the basket like this, just <laughs> pounding the ball, and then she just goes over. We just, look, I wish you could have seen Sean do this uh, simulation of me pounding the basketball going to the hoop. Yeah. What was that? Well, that's how that's how you dribble. You just like put your you just like put your head down. Try uh-huh. to try to, you try to keep it up though, uh-huh. and then you just like shooting off, and then you just like you know just trying to get to that bucket and then you just that's like, <laughs> Just like, <clears throat> like, like See, and that's exactly why we have to start adding video to the podcast, right? Because yeah. that was great. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's been a, a great fifth episode, man. Yeah. Um, I think we need to definitely start releasing these every Monday morning. And yeah. this episode, episode five, will come out tomorrow, Monday morning, first thing. So people yeah. can listen to it on their way to work. Yeah, guys. What was that? I said, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, guys, okay. Um, or you can listen to it while you're at the gym uh, Monday morning. But, yeah. So we'll get ready for for another one. Yes, sir. You want to close this out? Um, yeah. Um, thank you guys for tuning into the Hoop Life podcast with Sean. And, I mean, Hoop Life with Sean and Sean podcast. Um, hope you enjoyed. Um, please subscribe and um, rate, rate um, the podcast, um, whatever you thought it was. And, um, you know, maybe, like, write a little review down. Yeah. Um, you know, just tell, tell us how it was, you know. We, 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 we really take that into, you know, like, if, if you write something down, like, like, changes or something, or, like, suggestions, like, you know, we usually take that into, like, it's, like, thought, or if you like it, we usually take that into thought, too, and we try to get more consistent with it. Right. And that's what we're trying to do. It's just there's a lot of stuff, so... Yeah. Yeah. And we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. So, yeah, we're on all the different platforms. And yeah. merch coming soon. T-shirts coming very soon. Shout out to my man, Joe Butler, who just became a first-time father. So, God bless to Joe Butler and his wife and family. So, yeah. Yeah. Please, subscribe, share, comment. Like Sean said, we take your, your comments into consideration. And we're just trying to get better and more consistent and uh, hopefully by the end of the season, we'll be better than we were at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, so, um, you said we're going to start releasing them every Monday, right? Every Monday, that's right. Yep, okay. So Monday morning. Yep, so... They should I tune guess, in. Yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> I guess we'll see you guys about next week. And uh, peace. Peace.